Hi everybody and welcome to the Gentleman's Talk. I've got some sax house in the background. That's sax house. <laughs> Playing some saxophone jazz beats in the background today. That's the type of mood I'm in. How the, let me just turn that down to the to the required height. There we go. That's how we roll. That's a that's that no, I like it. I'm gonna pump it up one more notch. Anyway, how the devil are you? Here we are on reflection. Sunday stroke through Monday because I'm a tool. Uh, no, I didn't reflect yesterday. I didn't do my podcast purely because I wasn't in the right frame of mind. I'll be I'll be brutally honest. Um, a few things stirred up uh, emotions, and that will lead me into my podcast later on. But um, you know that's so it's one of those ones where I just put it aside. I just wasn't in the mood. Uh, you know, and, and I've got to really you've got to take care of your mental health. You really, really do. Whatever capacity there's, if that means taking a break from someone, something, some act, some whatever. If it means taking that break, take that break. You deserve it. You are a human being, not a fucking robot. So you have to take the breaks, and sometimes that does mean doing the things that help you. Um, notifying that I actually needed rest. So, main reason why caveated with a load of things, really, a load of things. I've had a sort of kind of a, a bit of a well, I've had a shit week, really. Last week was a shit week. I'll be honest. Uh, my my work, my job was fucking horrendous. Um, getting chucked under the bus by people that I work with for absolutely zero gain. What a bell end, um, you know. And you get through. The, I mean, I know we all deal with these people in work, but Christ alive, does it not affect your morale? I got to the end of the week and I was fucking deflated. And guess what? Before, I'm not really talking about it at the moment. But today, I won't talk about today just yet. But today, it reared its ugly head. Fucking jackknifed me in the fucking side. It's still going. We're in week two of fucking bish bosh. Old Billy Big Bus is fucking driving over me. In week two. I mean, this is incredible. The fact that this person can fucking try and throw me under the bus for a week and then into the second week is commendable i commend him however he doesn't know who i am i am a very astute character and um i i, I wait I, i'm not well he's one of these people i just you know let sleeping dogs lie just smile and wave yeah 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 it's all good fucking buddy thank you very much and then that time will come where i will be the guy smiling as he fucking begs for me to help him and i will go Oh, how the tables have turned. Oh, Mr. Henry, <laughs> I do believe, I do believe we have got ourselves a uh, bit of karma, a little comeuppance, as they say. <laughs> anyway. anyway, sleep in dogs lie, fuck it. Sleep in dogs will lie. So, yeah, so basically, that was it, tail end of the week. And I'll tell you what, um, it's been a bit of a roller coaster of a weekend. Um Life at the moment really does fucking jackknife you in the face, you know, I, I mean, Christ, I was I literally, I haven't really engaged properly with my friend lately, and I, I had a little snippet of uh, a conversation with him, and he alluded to the fact that, and this is my, my good friend, uh, Nelster, he's alluded to the fact he hasn't, he's not feeling it at the moment in life, and he's struggling, you know, and, and I, and do you know what, I'm the same, and, and you know, this is a, a, actually prompted for me to engage with him a bit more, and, and offers us some support, but ultimately, we were going through, he's like, Christ, you know, I'm trying to fucking father at the moment, I'm trying to husband, I'm trying to work, I'm trying to, you know, I'm just trying to fucking do life, you know, I'm trying to fucking do this, 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 and this, you know, I was like, yeah, mate, I can fully relate, I mean, Christ, I cut my grass last week, and I fucking killed it, you know, I, it's just cutting it, buddy. It's just cutting it. And I, and I fucking killed this grass that I've... You know my grass by now. Christ the fucking life. 
it's like a fucking quilt. It's like a fucking silk quilt. No, last week I decided, and this was my little faux pas, I went and bought this regeneration pack for grass seed, and it comes with the, a couple of types of grass seed, and uh, I'm going to digress into this, so fucking follow on. And um, yeah, basically, I, I was like, yeah, do you know what? I did this a couple of months ago, which is when you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to do it in March time. Um, and I was like, or a month or so ago, March, April, May, a couple of months ago, fucking hell, time is flying. And um, yeah, I, I was like, yeah, this is a perfect time, May till April, I think it's March, no, March till April uh, is, is when you start doing this regeneration thing with your grass, you add some Epsom salts, you add a little bit of topsoil, you add some fucking chicken shit uh, pellets to try and fucking get the nitrates back in the soil, and then you reseed, and then you topsoil, a little top, topsoil layer, and, and, and that's what gives you, and then the old grass grows through, the new grass comes through and it's got a fucking hardy foundation <sighs> you learn about my grass techniques there anyway i thought to myself because of the fucking adhd and the fucking knob in me i was like oh mate that really worked look at it it's fucking beautiful and then i fucking went and did the same not realizing that it's now hotter we're in june um which is all it's almost like say if you know the uk you go from fucking literally snow on a monday to fucking liquid fire everywhere on the Tuesday, and then that lasts for like three or four days, and then it's fucking rain, and and you know that's pretty much the same thing, really, you know, and um, so it, it, we, we're used to it, but it, it fucking cripples us anyway. So I threw this Epsom salts on the fucking floor, thinking, you know, okay, but when I opened the bag, it fucking oozed out. I knew it was strong shit because it was cut. All the cuts on my hand were fucking, well hurting is the fucking i was like there's salt in the wound <laughs> this fucking hurts so i was fucking launching it round in clumps because i got fucking big old shovel hands not realizing that it would burn the fucking soil so I, and i didn't water it that night because i was like i gave a little tepid water before i put the epsom salts on that fucking scorched that grass so i've just spent a week like digging out all this old grass and it's finally coming back anyway that was fucking, that's a, that's a long story, but that's that's the gist of the dickhead move I am um, and, and how obsessive you can be. You're like, oh, I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to fucking do this for this, this, and I want to oh, make it more greener. More, It doesn't get more greener, mate. It's fucking green, but that's my head. Then I fucking end up ruining it. So I've spent two weeks now undoing my fucking work, and my missus is like, James, just fucking leave it, mate. Leave it out. Stop fucking adding to it. And I'm like, I can't, mate. I just want something to fucking grow. I want to be a man in the garden. Anyway, so he was saying about this. And I was like, yeah, I can, I can fucking concur, mate. I'm dealing with this shit. I'm dealing with fucking Epsom salts. And you're talking to me about fucking life. Come on. Get with the program, Epsom salts, buddy. On my fucking grass. So anyway, we uh, open up a bit of convo. This convo will, will be to, to, to be continued. Um, but it's just, it's relevant, isn't it? We all go through these fucking things in life. We get jackknifed trying to be fucking this person, this person, and this person. And you're like, some days, you know, I had a shit week at work. And then I came in through the fucking door. And my fucking daughters were shit at me because I didn't get them, the, I didn't cook the dinner that they wanted. Uh, again, I'm like, fuck, this is relentless. And then I was like... You know, you're sort of rolling in and you, your weekends are rolling into your fucking weeks. And before you know it, your work shit, your fucking home life shit, you're fucking, you're having arguments left, right and centre. You're tired, you're exhausted, you turn to fucking drink. Which is pretty much what I've done. And, um, and, and, you know, and you go from here and then you just think, fuck me. When does it stop? 
and it, and and I'm waiting for that day. But I'm in that category now of the age group where this is like a, the most stressful time because we have to be achievers. You know, we're we're raising families. I'm not saying it's not stressful. We're talking about mental health across its whole capacity. Everybody has different struggles in different generations. Do they fit in? Ra ra ra. Do can I get a job? Can I get a girlfriend? Can I or whatever your you know your sexual preference? But you're trying to still trying to fight for it. You know, you're still trying to get it. Still not trying to achieve it. There's a lot of pressures. But nobody really fucking gets that pressure until you get to being the person who needs to fucking cheat. The person who needs to bring home the bacon. The, or the person who needs to fucking be the media. Whatever, you know. When you're dealing with these fucking problems. And not even just problems. Just psychologically, I don't think men are fucking geared to deal with some of the problems. I mean, we're good problem solvers as a fucking... As, us men. And, um, you know, that's inherently... That's true. It's factual. You know, we are inherently fucking problem solvers. And um, we have to be, because that's, you know, that's our, it's our fucking ingrained in our DNA, you know, to be problem solvers, hunters-gatherers, you know, and that feeds into the mental health or the ADHD aspect that I talk about. You know, that's a hunter-gatherer. That's what we used to be. And we're the... the we're as me in inverted commas adhd mental health people are suffering from that because there's we don't have to do what we had to do then uh, we haven't quite evolved past that yet so loads going on loads going on and uh, rightly so and i said to him you know fucking yes mate i know life is fucking horrible at the it's not horrible it's it, i've had some good memories and i'm going to talk about my good memories in a minute and um you know, as a positive spin on this, on this weekend before I digress into the, the negative mental health factors. But it just really sort of goes to show that we all go through, and we do all go through this. And this is where I've said you're not the only one, you'll never be the only one. We all go through our mental health journey. It depends on what you do to up you know uplift yourself depends on are you doing the things that are uplifting yourself are you exercising are you eating healthy are you actively engaging with your friends are you making the effort in other you know things that make are you trying to do the things that make you happy are you giving yourself time to you know meditate and, and I don't mean arm all the time I keep saying it because it's not meditation as a broad spectrum you know just taking your time out and listening to music can be classed as meditation and you know are you doing the things you enjoy or are you just doing the toxic things where you're sitting there dwelling, drink, drugs, whatever it may be, whatever your fucking, your, your devil's choice is? Um, are you just doing that and then and then dwelling on things? And I, 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 I actively remember when I was in the depth of my depression, it's in, it, this is literally imprinted on my brain as a very negative situation. But I remember being there just fucking drinking all the fucking time and just watching Facebook and getting angry with people and sending shit messages or just not engaging and everybody was against me and the world was against me and I remember just sitting there drinking three or four I, there was times where I never ate I literally just went back into my room and I fucking drank and I just sat there and watched shit TV just contemplating how shit my life was at the time. But I put myself in that situation and I didn't nurture myself. I didn't give myself the, 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 the what's the word I'm looking for? I didn't give myself the passion that I needed to give myself. I didn't believe in myself. And that's a big thing. I didn't believe in myself. I still have um, imposter syndrome all the time. I really do. I sit there and go, this isn't me. What am I doing? You know, and when I do something successful, I'm like, fuck, that isn't me. That was something else, you know. And I and I take the hits harder than I take the positives, you know. The, the, the ups for me are very, very limited on a daily basis. And when I start getting into the pattern of a, a lot of negativity and no dopamine, no, no dopamine pickup, 
then I go into a fucking horrible place. I really do. And that's where I sort of, I've watched myself over the last three or four weeks. It hasn't taken long, but I've watched myself degrade. And the, and, and do you know what the pinnacle for me was? And I'm going to, I'll get there. Uh, and how it got there was, and this is about reflecting. This is about understanding your mind. This is about, you know, trying to grasp it as, as soon as you can. I don't know the answer to get out of that situation, but it was important for me to do this process. And anyway, so it came to Friday this week, and um, I spoke to my mate, um, Kieran, my good mate, and, uh, you know, as we've been put on uh, on a lot of social media, the bromance, and um, I, and, and just good friends. Just, you know, we're, we're best of mates. We've, we've, you know, we've had a fucking 29 years knowing each other. So, you know, it, it, it's a good, it's, it's an amazing friendship. And, and I, cha- I have that friendship with anyone, really, that wants to jump on board, really. You know, I don't think it'll ever be as strong as me and Kira. Sorry, mate. <laughs> I have to say that, mate. But at the same time, it's, it's, you can't... And the reason I say this, and I'm emphasising this, because you can't underestimate the power of friendship. Now, in whatever capacity, what he did for me on Friday was he literally midday messaged me in the morning saying, it's fucking Friday, get your party pants on. That's what he messaged me in the morning. And I was like, what the fuck's he on about? Because we message each other every day, we're chilling. I may have a fucking good day, just giving ourselves the positive spirits. And um, and he come back, get your party pants on. And I was like, what? And then I got this other message saying, right, I'm picking you up, mate. We're going to go to fucking Bournemouth Beach. I was like, what? So yep, we're fu- and then I'm coming back, and we're gonna fucking go to the Clock and Balls, my fucking my home pub, and uh, we're gonna get fucking smashed, and we're gonna make these fucking memories. I was like, yes, yes, that could have been interpreted two ways, but memories as in you know have a good time, <laughs> right? Again, fucking hell, digging a hole, James. Um, but yeah, we so we, we ended up we ended up doing so. We, we went to the fucking beach, went for a swim. It was incredible. The dopamine it was like incredible. It, the icing on the cake was we invited our man, the Nelster. We invited him. He couldn't make it. It was an impromptu event. I understand he couldn't make it. But that would have just, you know, it would have been down Bournemouth, Bosch, big group. You know, have a fucking good time. But the, the, the dopamine I got was amazing. Anyway, we come back, clock and balls. And this is probably the start, I think, of uh, me understanding that I wasn't in a great place. Because I went, I invited... Um, one of my mates around anyway and i hadn't seen him for years absolutely amazing really good school friend uh, and we just haven't spoke kieran hadn't spoke to him my mate for like 10 years and i hadn't spoke to him for like five and uh, it was only two two years ago was the time when we did speak to each other when we were talking about our very good friend uh, jamie penaluna who um committed suicide um through um, men's mental health depression um so you know that's what brought us together and we were and, and i remember the conversation typical man thing we were like yeah man fuck we can't do that and i know he was i was like mate i've just gone through something similar but you know and really feel for this this has hit home really hard and you know it did because it was like a good friend that had actually you know it's all, it's okay talking about men's mental health um and it's it's really good to do so um, and it's really important to do so. And I don't. And I, the reason I say men is because we don't talk. And this was a prime example for me. This was an absolute prime example. This is a a thirty two year old je- lad, gentleman, bloke, amazing person, that um, that felt that you know he, uh, to us he had everything. He had his house. He had good income. He'd just completed his electrician's um, qualification and uh, ready to go ready to hit the fucking world proper but because he didn't have a girlfriend and somebody to spend christmas with and he didn't talk to anybody so they could make that day amazing for him he fucking just gave up and devastated lives afterwards because you know that was it that's it but that's the last time we spoke and i was like 
this is fucking shit. We said then, let's come on round. We're going to make more of this. We've got to really keep in touch. Never fucking spoke again. <laughs> you know, so I invited him round and he came off the cuff and we had a blinder of an evening. I mean, fucking, it was absolutely incredible. Reminiscing about school times. However, I knew I went on self-destruct with my mate here and he was, he was plastered out, plastered at fucking midnight standard. But, you know, the guy fucking commendable for making it to midnight, drinking like animals. And when I caught up with my good friend, um, the, the Jutmeister, as he was called, and, and if you were from the, you got to remember, went to school in the 90s, so uh, it was the Jutmeister, or he used to call himself the Badger, fucking, <laughs> that was his pull line, and when he said, oh, what's your name, he's like, I'm the Badger, he did that for a fucking couple of months, it was the phase when the generation went through, what are you, and I'm a fucking dolphin trainer, um, you know, the new or later, earlier generation, or the, the recent, more recent generation, probably won't understand what that fucking bullshit is about, but that's how we went around chatting up women, and um, yeah, so... We came up, we had a fucking great time. However, I caught up with him and we were talking about a lot of, I don't know, we had a lot on our chest to talk about. And actually, it was men's mental health. He's been struggling fucking dramatically with his daughter in the sense that his daughter's been self-harming and he doesn't know what to do. And I was like, fucking hell, you know, Kieran, my very good friend's been through something similar. And it was men- it's amazing that there's like three of us in this fucking room of all experienced severe mental health. And uh, I say severe you know, in different capacities, obviously, but we've all endured real big pressures, real big pressures in life, dealing with children, all girls that we've dealt with, and the, sh- the just the shit, it's just that you just can't, you can't manage it, it's, um, it's impossible, if I ever said I, insta- I understood women, I was a fucking liar, I really was a liar, and it's, it's hard to take, because you just want to protect, and that's what we were talking about, and then when I mentioned what I'd been through, he was devastated. He was like, fuck, I want to go and, you know, it's a typical bloke. Right, let's go fucking kill him now. Let's go down the road. I'm going to fuck him up. Give me a quid, mate. I'm going to do it. <laughs> it was kind of like that. Two o'clock in the morning. And um, anyway, but because we were talking quite openly and honest and we'd both been through these struggles, he lives fucking four, like four miles away from my house and we we've, we've, haven't seen each other for five years. That's just ludicrous fucking bonkers shit actually um do you know what i mean and it's almost like i say it to my friend kieran who you know he 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 lives fucking like 12 miles away from my house and we see each other once a month you know and it's really fucking hard to try try and get that time because when you do get that time and you haven't seen each other you end up going a bit batshit like fucking men like we we revert back to our childlike stake state you know from fucking barb barbarians you know we start fucking hammering ourselves off the wall we start jumping off fucking fences jumping through bushes we start doing shots we just become animals irrelevant of what fucking age we are and i genuinely mean whatever age you can be my dad's fucking 67 and i've seen him the next morning after he's fucking been drinking his mate and you look at him and i go what time do you go to bed mate and he's like 5 (laughs) a.m in his scottish accent i was not scottish i'm gonna do it and um, he says, like, 5 a.m. And he looks drained, like the life's drained out of him. And you know, I was like, what do you do? He's like, oh, I was doing port shots. I was fucking doing... It's like, mate, you're 67. I can barely handle a fucking hangover at 40. You're 67, mate. And he puts on that brave Scottish-like fucking face that says, I'm fucking dying inside, but I'm never going to show the fucking wife that I'm dying inside. Fuck that shit. I am fully. Whatever she tells me to do, I'm going to fucking do it. And then he does what I normally do, where he stashes a couple of cans so you have a hair of the dog, and he has them in the garage. So don't you worry about that, son. I've got this covered. <laughs> Why'd I go Cockney? I don't know. Anyway, so um, basically, yeah. So it, it, it's there's a lot. There's a lot of fucking going on, isn't there? There's an absolute lot going on, and um, I get it. 
and it's one of those things where you know we were all in a room and we weren't talking we hadn't spoken we hadn't opened up about our things we hadn't tried to get the problem half problem shared and we sat there and the and and do you know the only resolution we came to this was that let's go and fuck him up that was the resolution from my mate you know and that was it and my other mate passed out only we've never spoke about it it's just fucking nuts and here i am spilling my guts out but anyway so what that did was we, we carried on drinking and this is where i knew i went self-destruct so i basically i drank a full liter bottle of vodka on my own uh, a bottle of gin on my own i just fucking like just drinking it all night fucking absolutely trashed Put him to bed after his bottle of vodka, put him to bed, and then it was like 5am, and I think what had happened was, I don't think, I know what's happened, because all of, all of that dredged up a lot, and it made me overthink everything, made me overthink what I've been doing, how have I been managing this, I don't feel, and I looked down and I had a belly, I, I, I felt I felt overweight, I was like, you've not been fasting, you knew the, the, how amazing you felt for two, three weeks you did that, and you felt really good, and here you are now, completely falling apart, I'm drinking a litre bottle of fucking gin a weekend with... I'm now having about eight to ten um, ciders throughout the week. And it's turned into a spiral. I'm not being happy. I'm finding going out with a dog or, or, for a walk a fucking chore. Literally, everything's becoming hard work. Why? Because I've not been doing what I should be doing. I've not been doing it. And I was walking around at 5.30 in the morning with the fucking sun chirping. Been drinking since 3 p.m. the fucking day before. And I was just walking around contemplating fucking everything. And I went to a couple of dark places. Um, admittedly, drink, you know, you it's a depressant anyway. So I'd gone into a couple of dark places saying, well, have I? And I did. I questioned myself. Have you done enough to say you're happy? Because, you know, you're not making people happy around you. You're not being happy. And you do. You go into that whirlwind of a fucking place. It's absolutely fucking horrendous and for me that's what happened I was I just went along and I was like yeah fuck it who can I talk to and do you know what it was 5 30 in the morning and I didn't know who to talk to I was like the person I would have spoke to was pissed in the fucking living room asleep uh, and I didn't know who to talk to and that's not a, not because I think because I was ready and it's really it sounds really weird but my mum and dad have both said uh, since the thing happened with my daughter that I haven't spoke about it and I haven't I've I've mentioned it on the podcast and and I've I've done that to process it really um is it right doing it on a public forum no, well for me it is because it's showing awareness of the shit that some dads parents whatever have to go through people husbands wife whatever have to go through so you know this is just raising that awareness that everyday life you know you can look at somebody who's trying to get through everyday life and at home they're battling fucking demons you you couldn't even imagine so it's that's why we have to treat everybody fairly um because we don't know what they're going through but ultimately, you know, I, mum and dad said, like, you haven't mentioned it. You haven't spoke. We don't want to ask the question because we don't know how you deal with it. I said, I'll be brutally honest, mate. I am fucking dealing with it because I don't think I'm going to be able to process it. I just hope that the court thing what does its justice, and I'm and I don't have to intervene and get involved because I'm I'm one of those you know it's, it's you sort of you end up it's your daughter at the end of the day you're ready to fucking defend her just like I've always been I'm a, I'm I'm a fucking man's man I'm I'm a protector and I haven't done that I still feel that that I still feel that sense of failure although you can't be there twenty four seven but I feel failure at the moment and it, that whacked me in the fucking face at 5 30 in the morning I was walking around and I felt failure I was like I've not done what I'm that's the only I'm shit at raising kids I'm not the best dad in the fucking world I try my hardest 
I do what I can, I earn what I can, I bring in what I can, and I try to be as happy as I can. However, fucking depression sometimes fucking rules a different path on that one. But I try my fucking damnedest. I really do. Every day I wake up in the morning and I try. And I go to bed thinking, I've tried. And that's it. That's all I can do. Because if I keep constantly trying to go with my brain, with you need to do this, it's gonna, it's just going to be relentless. So some days I have to go, I've tried today. And I have to do that because some days it's it's hard to even try trust me and anyway it was at 5 30 in the morning um, and I was ready to talk I was ready to talk about everything and that was me because I was obviously very tired I was I was drunk but I wasn't I was drunk obviously legally drunk um, but at the same time and, and what I mean is I couldn't have driven or anything but you, you almost talk yourself so, to so, sobriety don't you you know you kind of I was walking around for an hour you know it was fucking you know just enjoying the the sunrise um, as best as I could with the fucking thoughts that were going through my brain and then I was ready to talk. I actually was like, right, okay. And I remember scrolling through my Facebook and I remember scrolling through my phone thinking, James, you've got rid of everybody. You know, you, everybody was your demon. You've triaged everybody out of your life. And I was fucking sat there. And that was the first time where I fucking sort of, it's just an epiphany of how much depression can burgle your time, really. And that sort of leads me into what I wanted to really talk about a little bit today, actually. Um, I won't transition just yet, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, that sort of kind of, I realised I had no one to talk to. I genuinely didn't. I was just, I was ready to talk. And I wanted to talk about everything, all the things that I know I'm doing wrong. And I wanted to just go, I'm doing all this wrong. What can I do? And just almost get someone to watch me fucking fall like, you know, fucking Humpty Dumpty fell off the fucking wall. And, and you know, they couldn't put me back together again. But someone did. Someone came in and fucking patched me back together. I don't remember the rest of the fucking rhyme because it's probably something fucking weird anyway. Um, I can't remember. But. You know, you almost wanted that. You almost wanted to just blurt out and go, okay, I'm ready to talk now. And that's because that's when I was. And and I, I, I know now I've clammed up again. I've kind of gone, nah, fuck it. That was just drunk, James. Jump, you know, just fucking leave it, mate. Let's bury that back down, buddy, for, for, for the moment. You know, you're not ready. But it's interesting when it gets, when you get hit in the face with when you need to talk and how important that time is, but how inconvenient that time can be, though. And most of the time for me was that I used to always think like that when I had depression. Um, I used to always think that, and I say had depression because, you know, I try to acknowledge the fact that I'm I'm managing it. So I don't try to acknowledge it as a, I've got it, rah! I try to, I'm managing it, you know. So, but that's what I used to do. I used to sit there until three, four, five in the morning just dwelling on everything going through the same thought process except this was done real time this wasn't in a delusional state in my bed this is me walking around going fucking yeah okay mate i've had enough and actually going through different motions of what i could do just to go thank you it's been a good time really had enough um there was no one to talk to i didn't know who to talk to at that time i actually the first person i contemplated was like my dad will wake up <laughs> i was like i'll ring my dad and i'll fucking talk to him and he'll just sit there and probably i didn't want to see see anybody i just wanted to go this is what's been happening, but there's a lot of um, detail in there. There's a lot of things that I know I'm not doing um, mentally, emotionally with my family, partner, etc. And there's all these things that I'm like, I know I'm doing these wrong, but I don't know how to get rid of it. Um, and it's almost like I was ready to go, but it didn't happen. I clammed back up. So that sort of kind of led me into my weekend, really, actually. And then it kind of, I, I you know, I, I fucking slept. I don't know, almost 20 hours straight. That's when I knew that I was really, really like exhausted. And I think the peak of it was having an emotional week at work. 
that didn't kind of you know you, when you have a negative fucking day at work it's not eight hour day it's a 16 hour day it doubles and then you know sort of kind of taken over with a lot of a big dopamine high with seeing my friends going to Bournemouth Beach having a great laugh and then that sort of kind of fell into the you know drinking liquid depression as I call it or alcohol um and then basically just fucking you know it just spirals out of control then you get really tired and when you overthink things and then I actually slept which was a good thing I think because I'd take a positive from that because I, I obviously processed something because it allowed me to sleep properly for like 20 hours. Everyone came in, they couldn't believe it. Like, uh, literally, I don't remember anything through the day. I just fucking slept from when I went to sleep. And, and I, I know I woke up at half eight the next morning. So I was like, that's me. I'm fucking fresh. Okay, let's fucking do it. Still a bit lethargic, but I knew that I processed something had gone in my brain where I was like going, right, okay, James, pick it. It's almost like a second gear. It was like, bosh, get in a second gear. Let's get a bit of talk up, mate. Let's fucking manage this. Let's hit today running. Um, anyway, um, and, and now here I am drinking fucking straight up council pop. I've got some fucking liquid ice. and so, You know what I mean? None of this boozy, moozy, schmoozy shit on a fucking Monday, people. But yeah, so anyway, I sort of went, uh, sorry, that's what my, my, I could feel that going down a little bit. Sorry about that. It was just kind of, I could feel myself getting into that, that, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of EMDR. I've spoke about it before, but it takes you back into that process, takes you back into that mindset. And I kind of felt like I was doing that then. I kind of felt like I was going back into my mindset from Friday night. I was like, nope, you don't want to go there, big boy. Get the fuck out. Um, you know, you process that in a mo. Um, but yeah, interesting, isn't it? Interesting. And you know, that's crazy that all three of us experienced that same room, still not talk, spoke about it. I mean, we've aired, uh, me and Jutty have, have, have aired some bits, and obviously me and Kieran have spoke about it. There is a capacity because I know about Kieran's, Kieran knows about mine, and I know about Jutty's, and Jutty knows about mine. So we have spoke about it, but it's it, what I'm talking about is the process of how we wait so long to talk about it to the point where the, it's like a pressure cooker, and there's no relief valve, and it's like, fuck, it's gone blow, it's gone fucking go sideways, people are going to get hurt. People are going to turn glasses into contacts. Pop. <laughs> Just knock me fucking mic out of the way. Got to get that right again, don't I? Anyway, feeds me into, as I've alluded to earlier on, and this is something we need to all be aware of. Depression burgles fucking time. I haven't put fucking in there because it's not against, I don't want to go against any rules, but no. Depression burgles time, and it does. Depression, if you allow it to not, you don't manage it, if you don't grasp it, if you don't look for the right things that to, to make you positive, it will effectively burgle your time. It will burgle everything you have. If you think, I mean, Crime Watch couldn't do shit on what fucking depression will do to you. Depression will, I, and that that came to fruition for me this weekend when I when I spoke about how when I, when I processed everything, I was walking around that field at half five in the morning. I was fucking just walking around. I was process everything. I was like, you've pushed hundreds and hundreds of people away you've pushed them away you've fucking deleted numbers you've you've got rid of people that were there as a positive function in your life because they may have had a ne negative episode or they just haven't spoke to you for you I, and, and i get that i get that let's, let's look at that in its context we need to do some of it for our sanity um it's for me i've always i live by the ethos and i have to live by this because this is what i talk about all the time put in what you get out always put in what you get out if some scenario, some friendship, some relationship, some job is not putting in the same as you, 
and it's affecting your mental health, it's making you negative, remove it. Take it for what it is. It's that chapter in our life, in our book of life, you know? It's our chapter in our book of life. And use it as what it was. That person, thing, relationship, whatever event was there for its passing in time. This is the problem what we try and always do is with, with everything as human beings. We constantly try to recreate good things. It's a good thing because it's happened we, and, and it happened in its time. It was fucking great. But when you try to recreate scenarios, that's when you get depressed because you can't do it. You're in a different state of mind. You're in a different financial situation. You're in a different relationship status, whatever it may be. It's why when you fucking, when you meet a girl, boy, whatever, I can only speak from my girl's experience because my experience with girls, sorry. Um, you know, when you're going through the honeymoon period, you bang like fucking rabbits. You, you, you know, you're all over the fucking place. Anywhere you can get it in, you're fucking boshing it off. Anything you can do, touch, bosh, done. But after that six months, you've, you've explored each other. You fizzle down. But then what you try and do is you constantly try and recreate that situation. You're constantly trying to go, oh, I need that sex. It's, it, that, that's lust. They're, now you're into the love realm. And I'm not going to get soppy-woppy on you. But what I am going to say is that's that we have to take these things for the time that they're in. If, if you don't and you keep procrastinating on things and you keep overthinking things, depression will burgle your time. It will, it will steal your friendships. It will steal your relationships. It will steal your careers. Depression doesn't give a fuck who you are, what you are, or how high you are, how important you are. Depression doesn't give a fuck. It will steal everything you have around it if you allow it. Before you know it, you will wake up in an empty pit with fucking alcohol all over you or drugs, needle in your arm, whatever it will be. And then you'll look up and go, what was that? Well, the ultimate thing was you were depressed and didn't fucking deal with it. Because you didn't deal with it, you went down some fucking toxic route. And you didn't grasp it. You pushed everybody away. You turned to dark corners. You fucking dwelled in your own self-pity. You wallowed in it. You sat there. And it's hard to get out of it. I get that. Fuck, I've lived it. I'm talking from experience, remember. This isn't me fucking preaching from a book. This isn't something I've learned. I'm talking to you from experience. I've sat there drinking the bottle on the top of a hill three times. I've not wanted to be here. I still get the feeling I don't want to be here. I still walk around at the weekend. And I still get negative every fucking time I get there. And I'm trying to effectively manage it and mitigate the things I think are making me unhappy to make me happy again. That's how my mental brain works. But I have to keep doing that daily, daily, daily. It's, you can't just do it for a fucking day or an hour or a week. You can't give yourself a fucking bit of focus time one day a week or even half a day. I'm going to give myself a little bit of mental health time there on a Friday, one o'clock till two o'clock. That'll square me fucking right away, that will. Before you know it, boys, be back out. Be back out. No, you fucking won't be back out. You won't be. You're masking it with things. You've got to hit it with the fucking force it needs. Otherwise, you're going to be subjected to a burglary. They're going to fucking rob you of everything. And I know that. I've been there. I've got that T-shirt. I've preached about it. I've wallowed in my own self-pity. I still wallow in my own self-pity. I still don't think I'm of, I'm, I'm of any... I don't know what's not... There's a word I'm looking for. I don't feel like I've achieved anything in life. When you can talk over my things that I've achieved, done, and, and it's, it's, it's good, you know, if you really took up the content... But I don't look at that. I constantly drive. I constantly look for negatives. 
for me, like I said, you know, I, I, I handed my, so I'd done the, um, I don't have to talk about it, but I'd done that um, pilot's helmet for the, the colonel. And I didn't go to his event because I was scared that his, he was going to fucking think that what I'd done was shit. And I'd spent fucking days on that rectified problems and sprayed this fucking helmet with a spray can in a back garden no professionally controlled environment here and still managed to get the results i wanted but not good enough for my mind so i constantly beat myself up every single day i question friendships i question why people don't talk to me have i pushed people away oh you haven't spoke to me i'm going to push you away but i actively try to be a good person but sometimes I do get in the wrong places. But if you don't manage yourself, if you don't do the right things, if you don't exercise to make yourself feel good, nobody's going to do that for you. No one's going to come in and go, oh, hold on a minute, James. Open up your shirt, man. I'm just going to pull fucking 10 fucking pounds of fat out for you tonight, buddy, just because I can. They're not going to do that. If you sat on the sofa fucking filling your face, drinking, whatever, you're, that's not going to get you anywhere. You'll still be in the same place you are in a month's time, a year's time, 10 years time. You'll still, if you're still going to have that attitude, that mindset, you're still going to be there. You have to actively want it. I talk all the time. My podcasts are full of it. Give yourself the, the, what it deserves. Give, you, give yourself the worth. It's your life. It's you, you've got to live it. You've got to do the things that make you happy. If you're not fucking happy... You can do something to do that. You deserve that. It's your fucking life. It's your one chance. You're born, you'll die. That's it. They're the only two guarantee things in life. You're going to be born and you're going to fucking die. If you can, in between those two gateposts, you need to do exactly what you can. Yeah, we bumble our way through life as teenagers, learning things. We bumble our way through our 20s, learning things, fucking around, having a bit of fun. We feel invincible. Get to our 30s, start slowing down a bit. Get to our 40s and let's fucking bosh. That's when you start going, there's only one life here, mate. <laughs> there's only one fucking life. So you've got to enjoy it. We make mistakes along the way. Absolutely. We're human fucking beings. We're not robots. I've said that to you earlier on. We're going to make mistakes. But we've got to make sure that we, we treat people with kindness. We've got to make sure that we do the right things to ourselves. If you promote kindness, kindness will come back. It is. It's literally, it, there's no ways, there'll be the odd person that will fucking screw you over. But most of the time when you when you promote um, kindness, you get it back. And if you don't, you just bring out the teeth. You go, fucking, let's have it, boy. I'm fucking ready to throw down because I'm a nice person. But you've got to do the things that make you happy. If you want to lose a bit of weight, make the active decision to lose a bit of weight. Don't rely on other people to do it for you. Don't rely on other people. Ask for support where required. Obviously, if you can do something with a partner, amazing. But we don't all have that opportunity, especially men, because we silo ourselves with our problems. So that, so nine times out of ten, the only fucking way we can help ourselves is by ourselves. And a lot of people go, oh, I fucking got out the ditch on my own. You got out the ditch on your own because we have to. Because nobody pulls us out the ditch. The only time they're going to pull us out the ditch, if you actively say, I need pulling out the fucking ditch, mate, I'm in the ditch, then your mates will come up and pick you around. The, you know, the, And this caveats and this underpins everything I've said. When I've said, when you're ready to say, pull me out the ditch, the right people, if you've done all of those things around you, you've nurtured the right people, you've engaged with the good friends, when you reach out and say, I need pulling out that ditch, what are they going to say? Fucking James, 
give me a hand. And they'll fucking pull you out that ditch. And then they'll go off, they'll fucking wipe the dust off, and you'll walk off into the fucking sunset. That's a beautiful finish, isn't it? But you have to do those things. You have to do them. You have to want to eat healthy. You have to decide to not put that drink in or that fucking depression water in your fucking mouth. You know, you can't do it. You, you've you got to do it. You've got to make that. There's, there's a fine line between fucking um, enjoying something and then it being a negative. And I mean there's a fine line. I can You can enjoy a fucking glass of wine or a beer every night if you really want to. No fucking problems. I don't think there's any problem with that. If it's your luxury and that's what you want, crack on. But when you start breaking open four or five beers or you start doing what I've been doing of recent and my friend my, my good friend Kieran said exactly the same Tuesday he had one Wednesday he had two Thursday he had four Friday we were fucking battered Saturday he had one <laughs> do you know what I mean so it's that cycle and although we enjoy a drink and there's no problem with him having the one it's the previous ones and where it starts and goes how far you go there's, you need there's nothing is bad if you enjoy it in moderation it's when we take it to the excess that it starts impacting us, whether it's our weight, whether it's our finances, whether it's our mental fucking state, whatever it will be. If you do those things in excess and you don't manage it, you don't manage your weight gain or your, your weight, you don't manage your mental health by engaging in the right things, going doing the right things. It's like my mate Nelly. I said to him today, you live by the, be be by the beach, Sonny. Beach, Sonny? Be Sonny. There was loads of things going through my head then. You live near the beach, buddy, was what I meant to say. And um, I was like, mate, you need to be in the fuck. I'd be in that fucking sea every morning. And, I, and I'm not just saying it. Every fucking morning, I'd be having a dip in that sea. I'd park at the top, walk down the fucking bottom, do a five-minute fucking dip, ten-minute dip, get the fucking endorphins going for the day, jump back in, get back home, have a fucking shower, start the day. It's fucking there. It's on your doorstep. And he, I was like, dude, just crack on and do it. Take photos of you doing it so we can all cheer you along. Fucking yes. If you want to, we'll do that, mate. Absolutely. But you've got to want to do that. Take advantage of what's around you as well. These are all key things I talk about all the time. And like I said, for me, that's where depression for me is, is I, it's such a, it's such an important topic to talk about because we've all, we all go through a, an element of it at some point. We all shut down a little bit. We all, we all take the wrong path from time to time. But you have to be the one that's going to sit there and go, this is the wrong path. Or, yeah, if you've got a good friendship group around you and they've stuck with you all the way through and they know you, they'll help support you and say, dude, you're on the wrong path, mate. Pull, pull you back in again. That's, again, this is all nurturing the right people around you. Take a sip of the old council pop. Fucking lovely. Straight out of the tap, that boy. Um, It's even got fucking uh, chlorine. Uh, not chlorine. What's the fucking got on it? That, that shit that's good for your teeth supposedly chloride chloride fluoride that's one <laughs> dickhead dickhead anyway i've burgled enough of your time for the evening actually um it's been a beautiful podcast i really want to do this yesterday but i need to be in the right mindset because it's quite a negative topic you know in the sense that depression burgers time but at the same time it's not because we we hopefully you've listened to 200 old fucking episodes you know you you know the good stuff you i mean christ there's people that listen to this that know me better than myself by now because i don't listen back to my podcast i fucking barely remember most of them well actually i do pretty much remember all of them i can look at the title the title my 
my log. So the way that I've been doing, way I do things is I, I log it in my brain with a title. So when you look in my notes on my uh, on my iPhone, it's got titles for everything because if I've thought of a topic when I'm walking on a walk and I go, that'd be a, oh, that's an interesting topic. Or I've been out doing something and something's given me an interesting topic. Um, I log it, actually, and I've got it into this little thing. So I've got this little, like, what, uh, like a filing cabinet. Like the one out of fucking, um, uh, God, what's his name? Um, not Bruce Almighty. Is it Bruce Almighty? The one where he's God for a day. I think it's Bruce Almighty. And then basically he opens up the, the filing facts drawer and fucking pulls out all those names and everything, but it starts on a single file, on a fight, you know, the fucking filing cabinet. Anyway, <laughs> I fucking took that way too far. But that's a bit like my brain. So that's why I lock it in. And the reason I say that is I've got these little um, these little filing cabinets with different things. It's like I'm going to tell you something in a minute that's, that's in my filing cabinet for work, but I, I'm going to finish with it because I think it's quite hilarious what I've endured. But just be conscious. That's how I do it. So burgles time. And then I talk about my topics. And that's why I'm, if a psychologist looked at my fucking phone, he'd be like, dude, you are clinically insane. Because some of the shit, they're like just random titles. But I know that title meant something because I, I thought about it in a process. And I was like, oh, that'd be a great topic. And then I say something, it's got keywords in it. Um, anyway, there's a little bit about my brain again. Um, and I'm going to give you a little safety moment here because I fucking love safety. Um and the reason I'm going to say this is because um, something happened to me at the weekend, and it was fucking hilarious. It was it was classic fucking hilarious for me, dangerously hilarious actually. So I was in the bedroom, and uh, my missus had the hairdryer, and I know there's some pornos that have started with that, but there's not this one. And um, basically, fucking was there was blow drying her hair, and anyway, she fucking looked at me, and she was like, "Oh my god, it's fucking glowing," and uh, the the front of the hairdryer was like like fucking radiation fucking red it was like glowing you could smell plastic i said and she said what she shouted what should i do this remember this is happening in real fast time i'm talking about it slow time so you can get a real picture for it so i'm stood there in the corner of the door looking over trying to glance at this fucking hairdryer to go yeah that looks like it's on fire just to try and get it from my head so she said what do you want me to do i said and i shouted turn the fucking plug off because I was like, the first thing you do is cut the electricity from it. I mean, it could have gone down the route where it could have shorted and she would have gone fucking flying. That would have added to the comedy, though, for me. And um, <laughs> it wouldn't have done dangerous. Calm down, safety moment. And um, basically, so she, she pulled it out. And then what she decided to do was the dog's bed's on the floor beside the bed where he sleeps, old Casper, my German shepherd. And it's made of fucking highly flammable material. <laughs> because it's got this fucking, like... Um, fucking ruggy type thing on top that he sleeps on and um so she proceeded to fucking throw it on the floor rather than hold it by the lead and and say and like walk it outside or even just fucking like literally pass it to me and i'd have chucked it in the bathroom because it's not plugged in there's no electricity but i'd just chucked in called the fucking thing down whatever i'd have done so or launched out the fucking window i'd have done something Anyway, no, she fucking decided to throw it on the fucking floor. Complete panic. was like, threw it on the fucking floor, and it was like plastic. I was like, so I jumped across and was like, what the fuck are you doing, you silly cow? Picked up this fucking air dryer, and I was like, just take it outside. <laughs> just take it outside. Let's get rid of this dangerous shit right now. So um, just be cautious before you snap to use checks, you know, on all your materials. Be fucking cautious. Safety never sleeps and all that jazz, as I live by anyway. <laughs> I'm talking shy. Anyway. I hope you're okay. I hope you have an amazing rest of the week. I've had some good listeners from the from the American uh, United States, United States of America. Um, I've had a few listeners from there, so welcome, and a few listeners from Africa. So uh, 
welcome welcome to my podcast um i hope you're okay i hope you have an amazing week i really really do and um yeah like i say watch depression don't let it burgle time do the right things listen to the things that i'm telling you and um and work on them in your own capacity that works for you find what works for you okay um your, it's your life find out what, what works for you triage that negativity try to remove that negativity there's actually a little quick tip before i do go because I'm, I'm i keep fucking i keep going on don't i tangents i watched this psychologist that said you should put an elastic band not not really like tight okay because we're not cutting off circulation fucking common sense just a, a loose-ish elastic band and every time you have a uh, like a, a negative comment or um something at work you're supposed to pull this elastic band so it creates a pain shock. So, and then you'd say turn it into a positive, and basically it's positive reinforcement through torture. Basically, that's the only way I can describe it. But it does actually fucking work. I've been doing it for three days, and I'm like, yeah, he's fucking bellend. Ah, he's all right. Bit of a cock. <laughs> so try it, try it, give it a fucking dabble. Try that little fucking snap it thing, and then every time you have a negative thought do it and even if you like i don't know maybe turn it into something like exercise wise you're like i'm not gonna do exercise i'm gonna do exercise <laughs> give yourself that motivation all right i'm not gonna have a wank of course i am <laughs> anyway digress went man fucking tastic there anyway enjoy the rest of your week i'll speak to you all soon love you bye